This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Indeed, it is the dollar 25 minutes uh, past two o'clock. I think that uh, more than anything else, we get to just hoosa a little bit. So let's shake off the politics. And now let's welcome in the money. You know, you can't, you can't just, just shake off the politics so that we can start talking about the money in this conversation. And uh, right now we're going to be looking at how to finance that leap of faith. So it happens to us all the time. Um, there's some of us that are going through a transition in our lives where we're thinking, you know what, I've been working for somebody all my life for the past 20 years, 30 years, 15 years, 10 years, whatever it is. It's time for me to be a business owner and it's time for me to become an entrepreneur. That leap requires capital. Or some are thinking, you know what, I've been in this institution or in this organization for way too long. I am not serving my purpose, nor am I serving my mental health. It's time for me to leave. And resigning from a job is not something that comes easy. That's a leap of faith. When you're looking at even the transition in your life, maybe the things that you want to design and, 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 and you're not fitting it in and you just want to take the leap of faith, but you're so stuck on how am I going to make the rands and cents meet? That's the conversation we are kicking off this afternoon. And if you would like advice from our experts that are joining us both in studio and on the line, 0861987000, that is a time, that is a, the number to dial to in the studio to get a hold of us. But we talk about how to finance that leap of faith. To welcome uh, acting CEO and chief strategist for the South African Savings. Institute, Gerald Mwanabira. Mr. Mwanabira, always a pleasure. Welcome back. Always a pleasure and good afternoon to all the Power FM listeners. We've also got Andrew Smythe who joins us, financial advisor and at uh, NMG Benefits. Thank you so much, Andrew. As always, what a pleasure to have you. Welcome back. Good to see you again. I, I think you know what, guys, we need to actually have like a whole big, yeah, I, I almost feel like I'm, I'm propelled to have a roundtable discussion of how do we help people make money. We just have to. Des Swahili joins us here, independent financial planner. Des, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Welcome to Power Lunch. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, good afternoon, Faith, and good afternoon to my fellow colleagues. Uh, Gerald, I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into this one. Uh, Gerald, maybe let's start off with you regarding the taking that leap, right? Um, there are so many people that want to that I've got, well, we all have dreams, but we have very few of us actually act on the dreams that we have. We all have got plans. Very few of us implement the plans that we have. Sometimes we let life get into the way of our dreams, of our ambition and of our hopes. And we end up just going through the mill of life instead of being able to design a life. But designing the life that I want requires money mm. and it requires some kind of security. How does one even make that decision? Look, um, firstly, I'd like to just point out that going into business or entrepreneurship because you're desperate or because you don't have any other plan, it's probably the worst decision you could make. If you think your mental condition is stressed being employed, try being self-employed because it just makes things worse. So we need to realize that um, if you are taking that leap of faith, do it because you are ready and you have planned to do it. If you're doing it because there's no other plan you also mm. need to bear in mind that entrepreneurship or successful entrepreneurship is about earning any sort of income deriving an income because you're saying i'm moving from a position where i'm not earning income and anything will be okay we need to cancel instagram we need to cancel the big mercs and the big houses because by the time someone becomes big like this guy who's been profiled recently of we buy cars 
He's been at it for 10, 15 years quietly. So when people see him at the top of his game, they think we only saw We Buy Cars two, two years ago. No, mm. he's been at it for a while. So firstly, there's a vesting period in terms of you growing yourself and your business. Secondly, don't do it out of desperation. And thirdly, manage your expectations. But you can create money because if I come with three pieces of wood and make a chair, that wood, I bought it for 30 rand and I sell it to you for 200 rand. I've already created 170 rand. You can do it, but bear in mind, it's not an easy street. We're going to kick it off from here, Andrew. We're going to just share some sentiments in terms of how then do we transition when it comes to our dreams and how do we then save up for the dreams that we've got and also looking at just some of the, the realities that you're facing. Are you also going through a transition in your life where you're thinking, should this be the way I go forward and the way I don't? Are you also seeking to design your life. Let's talk a little bit about how to design your life to favor you. It's half past two now. 12 to 3 p.m. Power Lunch with Faith Mangaope. Uh, it's 25 minutes to go before the top of the hour. We're having a money conversation about financing that leap of faith. We saw with Gerald Manabira and Andrew Smart as well as Adez Tsuaile. We're really looking at how is it that we can get ourselves ready for the next in our lives. And Andrew, a lot of times what stops us is, is, is fear, but also not having the security um, to, to finance the dreams that we have. So we stay in the life that we got into instead of designing the life that we want because we're afraid that if we fail, right? And I truly believe this, black people don't have the opportunity to fail. You're we, we absolutely don't. right. Nobody has the opportunity to fail, really. Yeah. But I just want to go back to what Gerald said and what you said as well. You have to design your life going forward. There is no easy trip going forward. There's a fundamental difference between an entrepreneur and the rest of us. So an entrepreneur like Elon Musk will sleep on the floor in his factory. He will almost lose his entire billions of dollars in order to make a go of it going forward. But also, and I've got to say this, we tend to idolize people like Elon Musk and other entrepreneurs. They've got a huge team around them. Mm. So please make use of the team. Make use of people like Gerald. Make use of people like your bank manager or your financial advisor or so on. Just start getting as much information around you as much as possible so that you do your homework as much as possible. But let's just go back to being an entrepreneur and designing your life. You you are going to have to say no to the fancy Mercedes-Benzes for a while. You're going to have to cut down on that lifestyle style, which is so, so difficult for many of us because we believe in instant gratification. But let's go back to the teachings of people like Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett, some of the wealthiest investors in the world. It is about taking your time and doing the job correctly before you start uh, reaping the benefits. Um, So that's ultra important. When you take the leap, because I believe that a lot more people especially South Africans, do have entrepreneurial spirit. Mm. We do need to to take that leap of faith and step forward. When you do, just make sure that you've done your homework. Make absolutely sure. There's get-rich-quick schemes out there, plenty of them. There's things like Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's no easy road to, to money. Bidvest wasn't created overnight. Rand Merchant Bank wasn't created overnight. And some of the stories that I've heard about Rand Merchant Bank when they started was um, there was a fax machine and three people sharing an office. And that was the original founders of Rand Merchant Bank. But then take it on um, a, a different level, which is the true level of entrepreneurship in this country and every other country. We need more entrepreneurs and hundreds of them. We're not going to open the next R&B. We're not going to take the next spaceship you know, out to, to Mars or anything like that. But we can create furniture. 
very, very unique furniture. You could even start with extremely low input costs. So that's what I mean by do your homework carefully. Another get-rich-quick scheme, and I know I'm going to get shot down in flames for this, is franchise organizations. Really? Yeah. So look, franchise. Wait a second. Hold on a second. You're saying franchising is not, is a get-rich-quick scheme? Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Gerald's head is nodding clean off. Sure. You see, because, and bless the franchise systems, because some of them do work and some of the and they are entrepreneurial, but they within their system have to sell as many outlets as possible so that they can get rich. Mm. So they're basically using you as a free source of capital and free manpower to help grow their brand. So you have to be willing and able to take part in that relationship and understand that you're not the full entrepreneur in this. You're learning as you go and that you've got a partner in the system. So just be careful of the franchise that you do sign up for. Uh, some of them are not very good. They don't provide very good support to their people and they don't provide very good uh how can I say, grounding and research into where that franchise should open and what the prospects for that franchise in that area are. Let's just take a look at the fast food franchises. You can go to a shopping center and find plenty fast food franchises and you'll be surprised at how many of them are only just making it or actually not quite making it every month. So just triple check and do your homework properly. So let's say you want to have a fish and chip outlet, for mm. example. Phone every other fish and chip outlet in that franchise and, and visit them and say, what kind of support do you get? What support did you get in the beginning? Mm. Are you very happy here? Okay. And then obviously, what kind of financial support do you get? Uh, because finance is important. Finance can throttle you from day one or it can actually be um, a great help. Be careful of the people that you go to for loans. I mean, I'm just looking. I've done a whole research document here on, on loans. There's something called COBOL loans interest up to 124%. You have to be absolutely mad to do that. Capitec, not bad at 13%. Uh, FMB, not bad, 10.5%. Sunlum, 18.5%. But that's still high. That's if you're very gonna, high. It's very high if you're going to be borrowing money. So design your life. That is such a good uh, description for it because how are you going to design your franchise going forward? You need the support of your whole family. They have to be there to give you emotional support. They have to be there to give you support when you're absolutely dog tired and you haven't got time to spend with the family or there's a new crisis at the shop or so on. They must give you that support early on in your in your life as well. So being an entrepreneur, um, you get your team around you from the finance people to your home people. Your home people are so important to give you that support. I want us to labor on it because I want us to look at the the economic benefit of having a strong home base. Sure. Um, and Des, I want to bring you into this from the perspective of, you know, when, when Andrew was speaking about Rand mentioned bank and, and FNB and the like, I kept thinking, yeah, they've got social capital. How many black people have got social capital, right? We, we don't have the uncle that's rich and the auntie that can invest in you if the banks are saying no. There is no somebody that can say, oh, you know who I know? I know this person who works at this place who does this. Black people don't have the benefit and the luxury of social capital. So what do we do with our great ideas and our business, um, uh, uh, our business ambitions without the social capital to cushion the blow from resignation? Um, Faith, I'll start by saying I echo the same sentiments that uh, Gerald and Andrew has already shared. 
And remember, um, it is not a spare of the moment thought that you basically jump into being an entrepreneur. You, it must have taken you some time to consider and meaning that before that period and both Gerald and, and Andrew has been, you know, t- uh, circling around that word, but it is planning. You need to make sure that you plan properly and um, investigate or basically understand what your costs or what your likely costs will be as soon as you start that particular business. Meaning that while you still have an opportunity to earn an income, start basically, you know, um, you know, giving away some of the, you know, lifestyle things that you have that you can get rid of, mm. and the money, then you start banking it yourself because the biggest challenge or the most likeliest you know, challenge that you might have, it is having the first sales in the beginning to basically carry you through. So you might not have a market once you start that particular business. So you will probably need a bit of you know, money to carry you through a couple of months or so. So firstly, the biggest investor should be yourself by actually putting away the capital or money. And then when you don't have uh, uh, you know, a, a proof of income, it is going to be even more difficult to then go to any lender to borrow uh, that particular, you know, money that you might need to basically invest in your business, whether it's, you know, individuals or formal institutions. But at the end of the day, I think that one has to prove themselves that they are also investing themselves in their own businesses together with the education that is required when they're going into that particular business. Because some businesses will require you to show that you have invested some form of education towards what it is that you're going into, um, or basically you have shown some experience at it. So if you can start it while you're still having an income or while you're still having a job, you know, kudos to you. In fact, you are encouraged to do that. But if you're in a position where you don't have a job and you need to do something, well, do start, but do not um, you know, forget the, the importance of actually investing in understanding what it is that you're going into and also the cost involved. Yeah. So uh, basically um, start off, while you're working. Yeah. Start your start business while, you while work. you're working. Start while you're working. Gotcha. You know, uh, spend those extra hours in the evenings because it is likely to be like that once you're in your full-time business. Got you. I just want us to speak as well around and, and to labor on the point um, before we get practical as well, uh, Andrew about the the home base because being an entrepreneur needs somebody who if if you're a woman that wants to leap into business it needs you to have a partner that will say okay baby you can fly and you can soar high not somebody that's going to go you are really messing up with our with our family structure right now we're all going to die let's you need somebody that is going to have the equal vision or to have the will to help you fulfill the vision which means that even the way that we even select our partners gerald needs to be deliberate because you need a partner that's going to see Gerald, not now, but Gerald who wants to be Gerald in 20 years time and have those conversations about what do you want to be in 20 years time and whether or not I can be with somebody who wants to be X in 20 years time, an entrepreneur in 20 years time, whatever in 20 years time. Talk to us a little bit about the economy of the heart. Look, the economy of the heart is quite simple. You need to have that support of a spouse or a partner because 
I like acronyms. So I've just created an acronym for us today. If you want to start your own business, be a camper. C-A-M-P-E-R. Be a camper. Because when you're a camper firstly and you're looking for money to start your business, start with your community. Your community is your family and your friends. If you're a good cook and your family have never told you, you are not a good cook. You are not a good cook. If you're a, if you're a good mechanic and you people say you fix everything, you even manage to fix a light bulb and they say so, then you know you've got support. Community, family, stockfell, friends, first port of call if you're looking for financing. The say the A stands for angels. There are plenty of angels out there. There are people who are really nice who sometimes just want to see good happening. Those are the people who actually want to see triple B E E happening. People who say, Come with your idea, let me work with you. You know, so find yourself an angel if you can, but be careful. There's theft of ideas. These angels are totties. There are so many people willing to steal your idea. It's a joke. M stands for mentor. Perhaps somewhere you should start. Before you start going into business, try and walk with someone who's actually succeeded in business or failed. Because failure by itself breeds success. We, by, as black people, need to also start embracing business people who have failed. Because when Richard Branson fails, he writes a book and we cheer. When a black person writes a book and says, I failed in business, you curse him and say, you should have never done it. You should have stayed in employment. So find yourself a mentor because your mentor can also give you what they call private equity, which is an investment in you. But as you said, Andrew, as you said, Des, you have to invest in your own business. You can't go around with a begging bowl when you're not willing to put two cents in your own business. But this is now your P for personal. Be prepared to sell it all. To start yeah. your business, be prepared to lose it all and start afresh. As as Andrew said, sleep under a bridge, you know, uh, attend weddings and funerals for supper if necessary. <laughs> e is for emergency, okay? Emergency. When you start a business, it's an emergency in itself because it means you're going to have, need to have 18 months of money sitting. You need a, a 18 months of support, Okay. That's the emergency of starting a business because you can, everyone listening saying these experts on Power FM, they like talking. We all know COVID happened, life happened, we lost our job, so I'm doing this business because I have no choice. But be prepared because it, it, normally you need to have 18 months of money to support you. If you have a wife and children, be prepared to lose them as well. Yeah. Because when you start a business and it's an emergency, you are a wife they go. It's like they have a, a, a class at girls' school where they say, when your man doesn't have money, what do you do? Leave him! I can see the girls all saying it. When your man doesn't have money, what do you do? Leave him! Okay, the last one is R. Do your research. Or even a man. Even if you're a woman, you can lose a man who says she's no longer. Okay, not just the girls. Last one is R for camper. Research. Do your mm. research, research, research. Test your idea. Am I really as good as I think I am or it's all in my head? And two, do I have a business plan or map? Yes, pay someone to do it because you can't expect success if you can't pay people. Is it original? Is it a new flavor of beer? South Africans like beer. Maybe you're going to create strawberry flavored beer or beer which is exotic and makes people go crazy. Franchises, be careful because everybody who's got three shops thinks they've got a franchise and it's not the case. Mm. Run away. There's fish and chips franchises from that year which you remember, which you've never seen again. Recycling. A real business opportunity post-COVID. The world is running out of stuff. You can recycle, but please don't pull the copper pipes and the copper cables out of the ground. And the last one, the digital economy. Embrace that. The digital economy has created opportunities to have small businesses where you do delivery. And yes, you're going to make 200 or 300 rand a day, but it's a start. You don't start with millionaires. So 
Be careful. You need to use someone else's money to make money. So if you can, try and get someone to, to support you, but be prepared to be in there because otherwise you know you will be in that situation where you're listening to Power FM and you're saying, I just need a plan. I don't have the, the, the silver bullet, but I can say, look, with your hands, you can create 100 rand a day if you really are desperate enough. Let me go to Nati in Johannesburg. Hello, Nati. Hi, Faith. How are you doing? Very well, thanks. And you, sir, go ahead. Good, good thanks. Faith, I've got two businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've learned quite a lot. I agree with most of what the, the gentlemen on the studio are, are saying, especially the, the camper, because something similar I have applied in my own businesses. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, you know, you asked the, the, the question around social uh, capital. capital. Yeah. That, Exactly. That's the one thing that we lack here in SA. I'll just give you one simple example, Faith. I've got a school in, in, in Bramfontein, which is a college specializes in training accountants. Mm. Then I've got a trucking business, which I recently, I started actually last year, August. I'm transporting coal in Pumalanga, right? Mm-hmm. Therefore, the one crazy thing is that then I'm on a 30-day payment cycle. Therefore, this month, I work for two months before I get paid. And then now I go to FNB saying the revenue has picked up. Can you see? They say, we can see our system is scoring you very well. Mm. But we have one problem. You don't keep money in your bank account. I'm like, correct, because I'm buying diesel every day. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, like those are just some of the biggest scams that we have in South Africa. It's the banks. They are not there for us. They only want us when we have made it. It's like those girls when we were struggling cook in the township. They didn't want us because we were nobody. And now we've made it. Now they see us as potential. That's the biggest problem we're facing in this country. The lack of structure to support entrepreneurship. The worst part is the government um, development finance institute like your NEF your IDC and your PIC. Unless you have a political connection, you're not going to get help. Whereas those are supposed to be taking the risk to back us the jockey. Because when I started my school in Bramfontein, I'm a profit, I'm a qualified uh, a chartered accountant, right? Mm. But, and I was specializing in school in accountancy. You know, when I started, I had 13 years of uh, corporate experience. I'd done my MBA. I had all the boxes. But because it was perceived as a startup, nobody was willing to fund until I bumped into some guys called Away to Project. Oh, I know them. I know them. Yes. Those were the only guys that were willing to back me up. And I started the business in 2013. Today, next year, we'll be celebrating 10 years. Oh, Nati, congratulations. I got a run, sir. But thank you so much for sharing your journey and you're making some very valid points and insights. Let me go to, is it Tulufelo or Tulufezo? In Pretoria. Hi, Tulufetso. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Go ahead. Look, I, 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 I'm a business person as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I do listen to other opinions and talk shows and so on and other, and I read a lot. So the, the problem that I find uh, as a black business person is that... Um, and the thing that we don't talk about a lot is scaling your business. Mm. For example, you'll have a mom, mama in the corner of the street selling maguena, but you'll see her in the next five years doing the same thing. Mm. Mm. So, mm. so what happens is that we, we don't uh, 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 scale our business. We don't see our business as from maguena to maguena and something else. Mm. Uh, mm. We, we stick to what we know and we don't scale. So I... This is the problem that 
black South African businesses have. I hear you, Tulufet, so we're going to actually focus on that. Let's get practical a little bit with some of our calls that have been talking uh, to this. Practically, Andrew, if I were to be investing in policies while I'm working so that when I leave the job to speak to what Gerald was saying, 18 months worth of a cushion, that I'm able then to get money from the investment policies that I've had um, as a form of capital. Would that be a practical way of doing it? It's exceptionally practical. And the best way to do it is to start with the tax-free savings account. Okay, you're not paying any tax on the money that you generate Mm -hmm. uh, going forward. And yes, you could very well use that money and save money for a five to 10 year period before you do start your own business. It should be worth quite a lot when you do decide to pull the trigger and go into business for yourself. And it's a tax-free loan. You're lending the money to yourself. If you set up your business structure properly, that money will come back to you because you personally are lending money to your own business. So I would start with that. Absolutely, I start with something small, cheap, and practical. Take out a tax-free savings account and start putting money into that every single month with the dream of starting your own business one day. Coming back to what Gerald said about social capital, uh, where can you find the angels? All right, Power FM can help. Power FM could actually start running uh, some kind of a program where you're matching entrepreneurs and business angels. He raised a really good point about mentorship. You need to speak to people that have done the hard yards so they can give you practical advice, especially Mm. about scaling up your business, as we just heard from the caller, the scaling up of the business. And uh, Gerald raised a really good point about there are plenty of people out there that will steal your idea. I mean, has the please call me issue with Vodacom been sorted out yet? And this is now almost two decades later. Okay, there's still a cloud around that. But I'm sure that, uh, Gerald, you'll agree with me that there is a P in that camper that you can add to it. Passion. If you don't have the passion for what you want to do, then don't do it because your passion and enthusiasm comes through and you'll have a natural Um, tendency to learn more and more about what you want to do in the business. And then you'll start seeing that money will actually come to you. You have to be very disciplined in your own business. So yes, just to get back to your original question, and that was what can you practically do to start saving towards your business? Start with the tax-free savings account. Mm. Okay, it is cheap, it is easy, none of your earnings are taxed, and over a five to 10-year period, you can actually accrue quite a lot of money. And set up your business structure properly, i.e. is it a PTY limited, and you personally will be lending your own money to the business, and the business will be obliged to pay you back. So you don't lose the money. There we go. Um, let me see if I can squeeze in Tabo in Tawane. Hi. Hi, how are you? Very well, thanks. And you, sir, go ahead. Great. So, Frank, I resigned uh, from corporate in December last year to chase my entrepreneurship dreams. And uh, I'm designing my life as I'm going. I've got a oh, supportive uh, fiancé who's absolutely amazing. My kids as well. But I've got a couple of things that I've added into my business mm. or businesses because I've got two going on to my third one sure. that uh, are helping me with the design element, right? So mm-hmm. the first thing I, I did is I designed a schedule for myself which is more on consistency than intensity. You know, I want to be consistently doing ticking mm. uh, boxes, you know, I mean, in order to make sure that I'm growing as a business. So every single day, there's a certain thing I must do at this time, at this time, at this time. And my challenge to self is to keep to the schedule, you know, so that you're being consistent rather than the high peaks and the low lows. Um, you know, what I mean, so mm. consistency is the first one. 
The second one was I designed a toolkit for myself with free online services that I can access to be able to help me build my business. So using Canva, using invoicing sites, using quoting sites, all of those different elements that are still free up until a certain point. If you want more usability, you pay for. But you can still do a lot with the free stuff. And then the third one, which is very important, is I designed a list of affirmations for self so that when I am feeling the worst of the worst and I'm feeling very low, there's certain things I tell my friends. Go for everything with the courage of a 13-year-old. There was a 13-year-old interviewed on Power FM by Denzel. He was talking about being in radio and being the MD of her own company. And she reminded me of my 13-year-old self who spent two months in Germany with her own family and was so brave. So that courage that you had, you know, as a 13-year-old, that's what I'm calling for myself. I'm going for everything with the courage of that 13-year-old. So that when business is tough, I remember that 13-year-old, that 13-year-old me that feels like nothing is going to stop him. You know, that's that's what I've designed for my life. Oh, I love that. I, I just And thank you very much for sharing the ability to affirm yourself in business because sometimes the only person that can affirm you is you. Right. I literally got 30 seconds days. But in those 30 seconds, what happens when they don't believe in your idea? Um, yeah, it becomes also quite difficult uh, when, when you don't believe in your ideas. But I think both, uh, you know, Gerald and uh, Andrew have basically touched on it. You have to have that passion. Actually, Andrew touched on it. You have to have that passion and uh, you have to believe in yourself. But uh, also another thing that I would just add over what uh, the two gentlemen have said. Um, is uh, understand your numbers, you know, Uh, just Mm. know and track your numbers regularly and consistently and make sure that you can actually show the proof in in, in your recordings in terms of how you can do going forward because that is one thing that will help you also convince people that you are in the right track. I like it. Much appreciated. Jared Manabira, always a pleasure. You camper you. And Rismar, thank you so much for your time. Until next time, more than anything else, it takes a leap of faith to be able to start a business. But uh, a leap of faith needs preparation and needs some kind of cushioning. And I'm hoping that we're able to give you some insights on that one. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.